welcome back to the Mini Weekend. I'm your host, Jax. Let's uh, crack a beer and get the ball rolling. Whoa. Just here for the beer. Uh, what are we drinking tonight? So, tonight, once again, um, I got this beer out of no other reason than I loved the <laughs> can. So, we went with it. So, tonight, um, tonight's beer is coming from what's it? I just had it. Bent Brew Stillery. Um, this Brew Stillery Brewery, if you will, is over in Roseville. So for my um, local listeners, not super far. Um, it is off of what is that? Terrace Drive. Yes, Terrace Drive. It's kind of um, in the pocket, kind of by um, the one Firely's um, Playboy Closet. Uh, Grumpy's area um the closest kind of cross street is what is that fairview and county road to the west i believe um and their about them says they are an industrial brew stillery feature that features guided tours and a tasting room with homemade draft brewed and spirits keep that in mind um super super cool honestly surprised i have not been to it yet um didn't really grow up in Roseville, not far from it, um, but not far from where I was at. Um, so kind of uh, surprised a little bit that I have not um, been there. Um, you guys definitely got to check out their website. It's uh, super cool, um, super awesome uh, pictures of their place. It, like I said, industrial size, so you know they got the you know the cool little garage door that makes it bigger but uh very spacious on the inside um clearly got a lot of stuff going on if you go on to their uh website they actually have at the bottom of their home page um like kind of what's uh coming up in events and stuff like that um they got tuesday um excuse me tuesday bingo every tuesday from seven to nine and also during that time it's one dollars off all in-house adult beverages for all players and then they got a it's called get a clue thursday seven to nine it's um it's uh, the most fun trivia night in town so i definitely encourage you to check them out uh whether it's the website uh the social media or in person um but just realizing, I didn't uh, let you know. So tonight we are doing the snackery. It's a hazy daiquiri style sour ale with fruit. Um, the um, the can says key lime, Kent mango, and yellow passion fruit. Truthfully. I was looking forward to the key lime taste, not getting a ton of that. I'm getting a little bit of mango off the bat and a little of that passion fruit kind of um, as an aftertaste. But um, once again, sour ale. Uh, for those that have been listening for a while, sour ales tend to be very tart. <laughs> um, and that's not typically my thing. It's very refreshing and I do like it. But once again, uh, I usually don't go out of my way to get uh, sour ales like this. Um, but all in all, I do like it. Let's uh, um, 
so yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, sour ales typically don't go out of my way to get them. I like this one. I would get it again. I would definitely go to the um, Bent Brew Distillery to get one of these. Um, so let's go 7-4. Like it. Not my favorite. Um, but don't hate it. So that is what I... Um, uh, that is what I got for that. Uh, you guys still got to go check out their website. It's just bentbrewdistillery.com. Um, um, you can also find them on Facebook and Instagram as well. It's really cool just like right on their um, main page. They have so much uh, excuse me, um, information and everything. Currently what they got on tap, uh, the loophole, which is all their spirits and that kind of stuff. Um, super Super cool, guys. You got to go check this place out. So without further ado, like I said, go check them out on Facebook and or Instagram. Um, and then go check them out in person. They are unfortunately closed on Mondays, but Tuesdays through Thursdays are open 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. Fridays, 2 p.m. to midnight. Saturdays, noon to midnight. And Sundays, noon to 7 p.m. So go check them out and uh, let me know what you think of their place and let me know what else we should try out um, on here as well. So with that, let's uh, let's get into the comment count, why don't we? So I know we dropped some news on you guys this last week on some um, scheduling stuff for the football team's upcoming season, um, but unfortunately, still no new news on any of the basketball teams, any of the baseball, uh, sorry, baseball, basketball or hockey teams nothing new on volleyball but for the softball and baseball teams they've been you know still still holding their own since we've been last on this um volleyball team or sorry volleyball softball team has gone one or sorry um yeah one and two as they had um yesterday's mat or game against uh iowa state post um, but this last weekend, they took on Omaha three times and came away with a victory um, in the first game of the doubleheader on Friday the 15th. Um, excuse me, um, they lost 1-5. to five. Uh, The second game, they won a close one 2-1. to one. And then on Saturday's game, they got um, blanked 0-8. Um, so once again, I mean, they're still holding their own. They're sitting at a 10-28 overall record uh, five and seven in the summit league um, conference um, and they've still got uh, I mean gosh I can't believe we're kind of coming to a close here on April but um, slowly but surely kind of um, coming to a close on the season um, they will actually wrap up the season on Saturday May 7th which kind of um, blows my mind, um, but, you know, we still got hope for them to, you know, finish up strong, and once again, I mean, first season going from Division three to Division one is always tough, and, um, you know, hope, uh, you know, hope they can kind of, uh, string together some wins here as the season, um, winds down and get some momentum going into next year, so with that, um, until we will be on next, um, they will be hosting a series this upcoming weekend 
against the North Dakota Fighting Hawks. Um, Saturday will be a doubleheader. They will be playing at noon and 2. And then Sunday they will play the final of three games at 11 a.m. against the Fighting Hawks. Um, and then they will be at um, in Minneapolis taking on the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers on Tuesday the 26th at 5 p.m. So that is what we have for the softball team. As for the baseball team, they are currently um, sitting at 8-21 and 21 on the season. And just this last week, Just this last week, uh, they picked up three wins, are currently on a three-game winning streak, and have gone three and one in the last week. To start off, um, um, to start off their series against Carlton State back on Friday the fifteenth, of uh, they lost in uh, ten innings to Carlton State six to five, as momentum kind of ebbed and flowed a little bit. Uh, St. Thomas actually picked up a 2-0 lead in the top of the first uh, before surrendering four runs in the fourth inning. They regained the lead in the fifth, taking a 5-4 lead. Um, Tarleton State then scored one in the ninth inning to put in the extra innings and one in the tenth. Um, excuse me. Um, freshman Ben Vukicic led a big comeback at St. Thomas baseball rally from four runs down like I mentioned uh, over the final three innings and it was post 11 to 9 game um, so excuse me um, uh, tough that they couldn't get the sweep in these games but the second game uh, they came out alive uh, winning 11 to 9 um, which gosh was un excuse me, uh, to say the least, and then um, picked up the win against Tarleton State um, and played with the lead the entire game, winning 6-3 to three as the bullpen was sharp in this one. St. Thomas had a 3-0 lead after the second inning, um, added on three innings in the top of the fourth for uh, to finish out the runs for the game. Tarleton State kind of came back a little bit in the fourth, getting two runs in the sixth, got one run, but ultimately came up short, and if that wasn't cool enough, um, on Tuesday, the St. Thomas Tommies not only beat, but they blanked the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers 6 to nothing. Excuse me. Um, uh, St. Thomas uh, just rolled. Uh, sophomore Colby Gardner recorded his first collegiate shutout and the Tommies, um, or star, oh my gosh, he threw his first complete game in Division One with a three-hitter to lead St. Thomas to that 6 to nothing victory. Um, the Purple out hit the Gophers 12-3 as they built their first uh, three-game win streak. Um, they avenged the two previous 2022 defeats to Minnesota, a 12-0 decision and a 2-1 loss earlier in the week. Um, but yeah, wow, uh, fifth-year senior Kyle Haverson continued um, his uh, hitting streak with a two-run homer and an RBI single. Um, Gardner was staked with a 6-1 to one lead as the Tommies erupted for nine hits and six runs in just the sixth inning. Um, so 
great things looking for this baseball team. Uh, they come into this upcoming week. They have a three-game series against Northern Colorado. This series will start tomorrow at noon in St. Paul. Uh, the second will be, or no, sorry, not a doubleheader. And then on Saturday, they'll take um, on Northern Colorado at 1 p.m. And then Sunday, also at 1 p.m. And then to round out the week until we're on next, they will be playing Minnesota Golden Gophers once again in Minneapolis. Um, in Minneapolis uh, for their fourth game of a season against the Golden Gophers. So that is all we have this week on the Tommy Town. Um, so without further ado, I know we already shouted them out once um, a while back on the podcast, but I want to shout them out again because it's uh, they're a super cool, cool bar. Since I've shouted them out the first time, I've been there numerous times. And part of the other reason I'm, we're shouting them out tonight is because I found out some new information about them from my brother-in-law. So without further ado, the St. Paul Tap. Um, they're a sports bar and gaming company. Um, they have a ton of local um, beers, 18 drafts and specialty drinks to be specific. Um, you can play anything. So listen to this. They got six consoles, an Xbox One X, uh, PS4 Pro, Nintendo Switch. They got Rocket League, MLB The Show, Fortnite, Madden NHL, uh, Call of Duty. They got eight cable games, 10 pinball games, and 25 arcade games. But here is the clincher. If it is your, it's, it's not good enough that it's your birthday, but if you go to the St. Paul Tap in the month of your birthday, so for me, my birthday is in February. So if I go to uh, St. Paul Tap every Thursday in February, I can drink completely for free. Completely for free. So um, I did some digging, and they don't advertise this on their website because I'm sure they don't you know, want everybody, you know, they don't want to be going broke by this. Um, but yes, I heard this from a, a reliable source. He said he was there, um, this last, um, I can't remember if it was within the last month or within the last week. He's actually a March birthday. So I don't know if he took place in it or if he was there for somebody's birthday in April, but yes, apparently you just got to show them your ID that says the fact that, you know, if it's April, yep, you know, there's a four there. Or, you know, my instance, if they're February birthday, you know, they just got to see a two there. And, um, yeah, it is, um, oh, right here. Um, birthdays receive a free build your own burger, free food and drinks. Um, so, yeah, um, like I said, go check them out. Like I said, I've been there uh, a handful of times since we first shouted them out, I believe, not a year ago. Maybe a year and a half ago. Uh, they've been uh, established since 2018. Not that it's nice out. I've unfortunately only ever been there when it's been um, um, in the middle of winter and kind of crappy. But now that it's open um, during uh, kind of this night season, they have a super cool kind of patio area. Um, and it's kind of, it's, it's in a really cool kind of part of St. Paul. So definitely got to go check these guys out. You can find them on Instagram as well. Um, they got a loyalty program that you can sign up for and get some perks on. Um, but yes, uh, Mondays and Tuesdays, 3 p.m. to 1 a.m. Wednesdays, 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. 
are Thursdays through Sundays, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. So go check them out and take advantage of their uh, birthday program while you can. Now on to our beloved um, professional sports here in dear old Minnesota. Um, for starters, why don't we start off with the earliest season we got going on right now. So the Twins, um, not looking great, not looking terrible. Um, you know, we're about two weeks into the season now. They're sitting at uh, five and eight. Um, they're currently last in the division, but I mean, Cleveland's technically number one right now, uh, and Minnesota's, you know, fifth. We're two and a half games behind. I mean, you know, again, right now, you gotta take this MLB season, you gotta take, um, the twin season with a grain of salt. Um, you know, the reason I say that is because think about NFL. Like, you start 0-2, you start 0-3, you start 1-3, 1-4, something like that. That's that much of a difference in a 17, 16, 17 game season. When you're 13 games into a 162 game season, that's not even a tenth of the way into the season. So, yeah, you know, do the Twins look unbelievable and the team that they should be with, you know, new guys like Urshela, um, uh, Urshela, uh, Sanchez, and Correa? No, not really, but guess what? These guys are still hitting their groove, especially with the um, especially with the CBA shit that went on. Um, spring training was kind of minimalized. Um, but you know, I have to say, like I said, I'm not, I'm not thrilled with how they've started, but I'm also not like super disappointed. Um, one thing is apparent though. I know, um, you know, you can kind of go back and forth between. Okay, what, you know, it seems to be, um, so far our starting pitching isn't, isn't bad, isn't bad. It's definitely a step up from last year. Um, you know, we're able to get solid, for most of them, solid five to six games as outings from them, with them not allowing too much um, going on. Um, but you, at this point, you kind of go back and forth and you think, you know, there's a, definitely an argument to be made for both. You kind of look at, okay, you know, do the bats need to get going? You know, do we need more offense? Or is it uh, relief pitching? And truthfully, um, I'm going to focus on the relief pitching. Now, a lot of people, um, a lot of people might be thinking, you know, well, a lot of people might be thinking, um, you know, Jack, um, the, you know, hit, obviously, um, sorry, the hits obviously need to get going like that's, you know, the issue. I mean, look at how many hits we've gotten. And you're not wrong. I know as of right now, we have an average, uh, batting average of 202, which is 27th in the league. And if that's not crappy enough. Um, through our first 13 games, we have a whopping 83 hits, which is 24th in the league. Um, the Mets are leading the way with 120, which is a lot more than what the Twins have. But, you know, the thing about it is, like, and like I
like I said, I'm not trying to dismiss, you know, obviously, you know, I would listen to an argument that would say, gosh, you know, you got to get the bats going. But I think if you look at um, the Twins season so far, it's not like we're getting into a ton of, um, we're getting blown out and we're just not getting hits. I mean, you look at, aside, honestly, aside from that, um, aside from that Los Angeles Dodgers series, um, you lost two games to Seattle and one one run games. Um, you got blanked by Boston four nothing, eight one by Boston, and then two nothing to Kansas City. So you you take that Dodgers series because Clayton Kershaw, I t- we talked about last week, is just a fucking excuse my language. He's just a baller. Like it's hard to go up against him. It's hard to beat him. It's hard to like do well against him. Um, so that's the bottom line. Um, you know the good thing. We got guys like Dylan Bundy and Joe Ryan that have two wins on the season already, which is great. You gotta get these guys. You gotta get these guys going early and get their confidence going. Um, but I would argue, I would argue that um, you got to work on this relief pitching. And part of the reason I'm more critical of their this relief pitching than the hits is because we gave up a guy like Taylor Rogers now. A lot of people, again, might be like, well, Jack, you know, what the F? Like, Taylor Rogers isn't, you know, exactly Joe Nathan. No, he's not, but he's a solid starter. I mean, you go back and you look at some games, even, um, I'm trying to forward win against the Mariners. Um, excuse me. Uh, you know, we gave up a four-run uh, inning. You know, Ober was able to hang on um, for that win. But even, you look at this 8-4, to four, we go to Boston, we won that first game, 8-4. to four. Um we had, I mean, we had a what's that six to one lead going into the eighth inning. What happens in the bottom of the eighth? They score three runs, and we damn near give them hopes that hey, they can get back into this, get their confidence going. Now, lo and behold, like we, you know, end up winning eight four. But then let's just look at another more, uh, a couple more of these games. Um, even this, uh, the next night we lost zero to four. Um. Not, you know, great by, you know, Sonny Gray. Um, you know, if you're going to have games like that. Uh, who was the other game I was thinking of, though? Oh, this 8-1 loss to the Boston Red Sox. Um, going into the eighth inning, Bradley Ober, by the way, in this game, pitched six innings, gave up one walk, and struck out three guys, okay? Um, Boston gave up two... Boston got two runs in the sixth. We got one in the seventh. So through seven innings, we were losing one to two. What happens in the eighth? We give up six runs and lose eight to one. Like, that's just, you can't give up that many runs late in the game. Um, you know, and then again, you look at the last game in Boston, eight to three. Let's take a quick look at this game. We're up four nothing after the third inning. Um, we let them... You know, we get them a run in the fifth. We give up four runs, or we get four runs in the eighth. We give, you know, one run up in the ninth, which isn't that big of a deal. But, I mean, you got to have good, solid runs on the stretch. The first game in Kansas City pissed me off. First game in Kansas City pissed me off. Um, we had a 2-1 to one lead after the fourth. We had a 1-1 to one lead after um, the fifth. Or, sorry, 2-1 to one lead after the fourth. 3-2 lead after the 5th, 
in assists, adding Tyler Duffy comes in and gives up two solo shots, which gives them the lead, and they hold on to win. You know, I got nothing against Duffy. I got everything against our relief pitching. They, we need to get better. We need to just get it together. I mean, I can live with these 0-2 to two losses. I can live with these 1-0 wins and stuff like that. Um, but I just, you know, you have to look at this relief pitching. If you're, Now, again, you know, I, I know it sounds like I'm getting more heated into it than I probably need to be because, like I said, two games in a row. But if this team, this team isn't um, projected, you know, and expected to do much this season, which is good for the Twins because we talked about Minnesota teams in general, Twins even more, typically do not great when we're expected to do very well and better when we're expected to do not very much. So, again, very early in the season, um, we still got a lot of ways to go. Uh, we still got a lot of ways to go um, and a lot of things to do. Um, and a lot of things to do, um, but I just think um, relief pitching is something that we need to address going forward. So, with uh, on the topic of going forward this upcoming week, we will be um, at home the entire time. Uh, starting tomorrow, Friday, we will be hosting a three-game series against the Chicago White Sox and kind of gauging early on in the season how we fare against the White Sox. Tomorrow's game will be at 7-10. Saturdays will be at 3-05. And then the series finale on Sunday will be at 1-10. And then we will get a visit from the Detroit Tigers. Uh, they will be playing on two, starting on Tuesday at 6-40. Wednesday will also be at 6-40. And then Thursday, um, we will be able to talk on the next podcast as well about as they will be playing at 12-10. So that is what I have for Twins talk um now um let's get on to our timberwolves so we're currently playing uh our game three right now um in the fourth quarter surrendered a 26 um uh point lead and i mean we we gotta we gotta be able to close out this game and take a 2-1 uh lead going into um going into Saturday's game. Um, I just think um, that's pivotal for us. You know, we, we blew them out in game one. They blew us out in game two. I think if you really look at this, the Timberwolves, even though they're a seventh seed, I think the Timberwolves are the better team in this series. I think the Timberwolves are able to get things going through D'Angelo Russell. We're able to get things going through Anthony Edwards. We're able to get things going through Carl Anthony Towns. And they do a great job of facilitating. So when they see Vanderbilt wide open, when they see Pat Bev wide open, you know, we're able to get things done, you know, through Pat Bev too. When we see other guys open, you know, they're putting up big shots. We need to continue to do that though. Um, you know, I just, you know, I can't, uh, I can't say that enough. So um, not a ton to go uh, to talk about, honestly, that I had on my plate to talk about. Um, of the um, of the uh, Timberwolves right now, so 
looking at, um, you know, us being tied 1-1, um, the Mavericks, uh, are playing tonight as well, uh, as, as does the Jazz and the Warriors in Denver, but coming into tonight, you got, you got a couple really good series on Boston as a strangle, I shouldn't really say stranglehold because I've, I've said it before and I'll say it, you know, a million times, it's not really a seven game series, it's not interesting until an away team wins, so the Celtics defended home court, they're up 2 nothing against the Nets, um, the Sixers must have probably been listening to the podcast because the Sixers went into uh, Toronto and beat them. Um, they're up three games to nothing right now. Uh, game four is, you know, especially when you have a three-nothing lead, is always the toughest game. Um, you know, my hat's off to them. Um, you know, we'll see if they can get it done um, in, uh, I believe, tomorrow. Um, and then, unfortunately, with uh, Chris Middleton getting out yesterday, the Bulls will a were able to steal home court advantage from the Bucks. So the defending champs may be in a little bit of, um, you know, uh, a shocking holding pattern um, here as that series is tied 1-1. Um, um, like I mentioned, uh, Mavs Grizzlies are going on tonight. Um, that series is currently being tied 1-1. Um, and Warriors Nuggets will be playing even later in Golden State currently has a 2-0 lead on them. Six of them. Um, uh, the Heat currently have a two-game uh, lead on the Hawks and the Pelicans um, beat the Suns and stole home court advantage um, as Booker went out in that series. Um, so a lot of interesting stuff, a lot of things shaping up, and it'll definitely be a very, very interesting um, NBA playoffs uh, coming up here. So with that, we will move on to um, another team that is getting closer and closer to playing, excuse me, um, closer to playing um, playoff games. So the Minnesota Wild are currently, like, I'm, I'm actually going back and forth between, right here, between the uh, Wild game and the Wolves game. The Wild are currently tied 2-3 in the third period, and they're trying to beat the Canucks as they can continue to hang on to that second overall um that second overall spot and you know I gotta say I think getting the second spot against the St. Louis Blues will be um important uh yes I know you take a look at what happened um in um the regular season and St. Louis did beat us three games to nothing two of them went to overtime um, and one of them, um, the winner classic was just kind of crappy. Um, but I will say this home ice advantage in the playoffs is huge. I, you know, I hate playing the shoulda, coulda, woulda games, but I've said before and I'll say it again if the Wild had home ice advantage over Vegas Knights last year, they would have won that first round series. Um, they would have won it and it would have been sleek, it would have been amazing, it would have been. Um, not what happened, unfortunately. You know, can't dwell on the past. 
Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like I said, they're 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 coming down the home stretch here. Um, they have their last, excuse me, or um, second to the last back to back. Tomorrow night they will take on the Seattle Kraken at seven p.m. On Sunday, on uh, the twenty fourth, they will be in Nashville at seven, and then uh, Tuesday. Uh, they will host the Desert Dogs, the Arizona Coyotes, at 7 p.m. as well um, to round out the next uh, week before we come on next time. And, um, you know, currently, I mean, this team is playing as well as they ever have. They're currently on riding a three-game winning streak, and they've currently picked up um, at least one point um, in every game they've played. Um, since uh, March 6th, with with the exception of two. So, I mean, just um, you know, unbelievable. As you know, again, you talk about with uh, hockey, too, you know, getting hot at the right time. You know, they got to keep up this intensity. You know, like I said, Seattle, a team that they should beat, that they're better than. Nashville, a team we should beat that we're better than, but we've unfortunately struggled against who aren't going to take it lightly because they're playing for their playoff um, positioning as well. Desert Dogs should be a relatively easy game. Not to take them easy, but they're out of contention. And then both Calgary and Colorado kind of have the one spot uh, locked up in both of their divisions. So hopefully um, hopefully they can you know end the season on a bang and get into the playoffs, um, you know, riding high. So, uh... With that, on to the Vikings. Um, not a ton still to talk on on the Vikings, but um, expect us to start talking more about the Vikings and dissecting them a little bit more within the next week or so. Um, it is worth noting, a week from today, um, or tonight I should say, the NFL draft will be underway. And then usually within two weeks for sure, probably a week after that, is when they typically release uh, the schedules. So there should be a lot more to be talked on um, on that. But one thing I thought I would talk about, I woke up uh, this morning and saw a couple things about Debo Samuel getting traded to the Vikings, which he hasn't. Don't freak out. Um, but um, man, if that happens, if we're, I mean, Again, you look up and down this um, this Minnesota Vikings um, wide receiver chart. JJ stud. Thielen, I I think Thielen's awesome. JJ Osborne came into himself uh, last year. Um, Amir Smith, Marset didn't get a ton of looks last year, but I thought he looked good with what he was getting. DC Johnson, I love so. You know. Barring injuries, knock on wood, um, Debo Samuel isn't in need. But I think you bring in a guy like that and you run a lot of three wideout sets, you're putting defenses in a position where you can't double cover any three of those guys because if you do, you're leaving one of them almost wide open or defend one-on-one. And if they get by their guy, boom, game over. Um... So, uh, not sure that it will happen. Uh, I know it for sure hasn't happened. I've looked into it, and I know people will say, yeah, it happened. It, it hasn't yet. It's not official. 
I don't know if it will happen. I think a lot of people are just being wishful thinkers with regards to that. But, um, yeah, so like I said, I mean, obviously we're still, you know, you know, you look at the, uh, you look at the calendar, we're still about, you know, one, two, three, you know, three and a half, four months away from, um, preseason, um, and a little more until the beginning of the season, but like I said, within the next week or so, there will be, week or two weeks, there will be some stuff coming out for the NFL that'll, uh, give us more to talk about, um, not a ton of recent signings, um, so with that, we will leave you guys with, remember this podcast is about you guys, the listeners, if you have a topic you want me to address, or a question you want us to answer, please reach out on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or by emailing us. Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram handles are at Mini Weekend, and email is miniweekend at gmail.com. That's M-I-N-N-Y-W-E-E-K-E-N-D at gmail.com. And be sure to let us know if you'd like to stay anonymous with your questions as well. Also, find us and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter, where there are giveaways and you can stay up to date on all things Mini Weekend. And lastly, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get notified of the new episode as soon as it comes out. Until next time, Mini.